0: Have you ever had any questions about the Bible that you just couldn't get a solid answer for? Perhaps someone gave you answers, but they were confusing or not biblical. You tuned in at the right time and place to find real answers from God's Word, the Bible. You can call us right now with your questions at 472-1111 or in the CNMI at 323-1113. Be sure to turn your radio down when you call Live from Guam, join us now for Straight from the Bible with Pastor Lewis Moffness.
1: Hello and good afternoon. Welcome to another time of Straight from the Bible. Here at the studios of Joy FM, we have a live Bible question and answer program and this is it. And uh, as we go into today's program, we would like to invite you to join us in prayer. So let us pray. Heavenly Lord, we are very glad that we are here with the Bible in front of us, and we hope and pray that your spirit will come and be the one who opens our minds, our understanding, and teaches us what the Bible has to say about the many questions we have. Lead us into all truth, especially as it is in Jesus. Be with our listening friends and with us here in the studio. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, my name is Pastor Lewis Moffinus, and with me is Sean, Sean R- R- young Sorry, yes, <laughs> I, it looks like we uh, have a uh, some uh, microphone uh, challenges, but it looks like uh, our. Our friend knows exactly what to do. And <laughs> Hello, hello. Testing. There he is. There he is. Now, he's a familiar voice and familiar face here at Joy FM. He's uh, one of the many, many people who make Joy FM work. Thank you very much for being with me on the program today, Sean. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. It's <laughs> wonderful. Okay, and we're very glad that uh, you have joined us today, and we would love it if you could send us your Bible questions through calling or through, well, different ways of doing it. The first uh, way is to call, and we really appreciate those, 472-1111, 472-1111. Oh, that's if you're calling from Guam. If you're calling from Guam, that's the number you use. But if you're calling from the CNMI, then it's 323-1113, 323-1113. Now, you can WhatsApp us. Uh, send us a text. we using this number, 671-686-9999. I like how these are easy to remember, Sean. <laughs> 671-686-99999. Okay, and uh, if you would like to email your question, you may do so. We, did ha- we do have some Bible questions through email today. Bible at joyfmradio.net. Once more, that's B-I-B-L-E at joyfmradio.net. And if you would like to join us on Facebook, then please do so. Go to Joy FM. I'm sorry. Go to facebook.com forward slash FM radio. And uh, if you go there and, and you, you see the live stream, you can leave your question there in the comment section and you'll be able to see how Sean and I look. Isn't that wonderful? So radio and also live stream on Facebook. <laughs> and uh, I'm always glad that my hair is, uh, is perfectly set. Yeah, me <laughs> Of <too>. course. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we, we would like to uh, thank you for tuning in. Please contact us with your Bible question. Okay, now it looks like right off the bat, we do we, I believe we do have a Bible question. And this is a person from Saipan. So let's talk to this person, okay? And we'll put him uh, put on the air. Hello, welcome to Straight from the Bible. You're on the air now. Oh yes. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hi. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Okay, uh, I have a question, but I'm gonna ask and I'm gonna hang up. Okay. Just All listen right. to the radio. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, okay. what's your question? Uh
2: My question is, um, you know, um, I went to the wedding yesterday, another church. I don't want to mention it. What church is it? But uh,
0: everybody started speaking in
2: tongues, and I was really scared. At I, me, I was so scared about it. I was like, "What's going on?" Okay. But my question is, it, it is, is it okay to speak in tongue, or? Because I saw it's biblically, but uh, my question is: it okay to speak in tongue?
1: Okay, that is a very, yeah. very good question. Thank you very much for your for your call right. and your question. Thank
2: you, Pastor, and I'm going to end up and I listen to the radio.
1: Okay, all right. right. Um, so speaking in tongue, Sean, have you ever heard of this before?
2: A few times from yeah. school, I think.
1: I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it, well, it's, it's pretty well known. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, it, it happens in many uh, sincere Bible-believing Christian uh, places. Uh, but what we want to do is get our answers straight from the Bible. We want to mm. take a look into the scriptures, and we want to find out what does speaking in tongues mean. Now, our, our brother from Saipan uh, is correct that speaking in tongues is biblical. We go to the book of Acts, chapter 2. If we go to the book of Acts, chapter two, we uh, take uh, take a look at the one of the very first times when speaking in tongues is actually uh, actually occurs. Jesus Christ told his disciples to go to all the nations, and the thing about it is that he, in order to go to all the nations, it helps to know. The languages of the other nations hmm. but uh, god did something very special he brought all the nations to the disciples in jerusalem on the day of pentecost there were jews from all over uh from many different countries and when in the book of acts chapter 2 the holy spirit came down and and uh, descended upon the disciples the the uh, the apostle uh peter um he was going to uh he was going to preach a sermon but it says in verse five, and there were dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Um, and uh, now when this was noise abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. So the speaking in tongues here is actually speaking a different language. language. Um, I speak only English. Uh, you speak English. Do you speak uh, any other language? Uh, some Chukis. Yeah, yeah, see, so that, that makes you bilingual. That that biblically is another tongue. And mm. so in, in if you were to speak both English and Chukis, that would be speaking different tongues. And to show that these were real languages and they weren't just babbling nonsense or incoherently, uh, it mm. says in verse 8, And how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and the dwellers of Mesopotamia and in Judea and Cappadocia in Pontus and Asia, Phygia and Pamphylia, in Egypt and the parts of Libya about Cyrene and strangers of Rome, Jews and Proselytes, Cretes and Arabians. We do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. So they could the, the people who were there at Pentecost when they heard the disciples preaching, could they understand them? Yes. Yeah, absolutely, they could understand them. Uh, he says we hear them proclaiming the wonderful works of God, and so this shows that what they were speaking in tongues was speaking different languages. The languages are, are listed there. Mm. And so, what do we call what we see today in many, uh, uh, in Christian congregations when people are just speaking incoherently, uh, or f- another way to describe it is babbling. Uh, that is not the biblical gift of tongues, and I've witnessed it myself. And truthfully, that is something called glossolalia. Now, glossolalia is uh, incoherent speech, and glossolalia simply means speaking uh, in an understand, ununderstand, ununderstandable way. <laughs> so it's not uh, it's not a real language, and that was not what the Bible was talking about. I will t- tell you that there is a history of people can look it up. What glossolalia is? There's a whole history of it, and it goes all the way to Greek culture. Mm. And um, I hate to say it, but it, it, it it's closely related to using drugs. <laughs> oh. So um, that and so, uh, if you're going to ask me, is it is it okay to speak in tongues? Yes, you can speak Chamorro, you can speak English, Chinese, Japanese, Korean, uh, Swahili, uh, Spanish. Uh, and you can speak as many tongues as you want. And sometimes the Holy spirit will give you that gift. But what we see today in many Christian congregations where they're speaking incoherently, that is not the biblical gift of tongues. You go to the book of first Corinthians chapter 14 and it tells you, it tells you all um, about that, that it is important when you speak in a tongue that it must be interpreted and understood. That is clear Mm. from the scriptures. Okay. So uh our brother from Saipan, thank you very very much for your call your question. We certainly hope that uh, the verses we read was helpful uh, to uh, explain your uh, the answer to your question. okay now it looks like we had another caller and this person left another uh, left a question and it says here in first Timothy three verses one through seven that's a lot of verses. So I don't think we're going to uh, read the entire thing. But, yes, okay. that is all about deacons. Uh, please explain the qualifications of deacons. How can I serve as one of these when I don't rule my house? You know what? Mm-hmm. I think we should turn turn there to the book okay. of 1 Timothy. And uh, maybe, Sean, you can help me read uh, maybe one or two verses out of that uh, passage. And if I can just uh, get there myself in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 3. And in chapter three, I am ready. Uh, yep. Wait for me. You're, <laughs> you're pretty fast. Okay. And uh, when it talks about, um, it talks about bishops and deacons. And then, yep, there it is in verse 12. Could you read verse 12 for us?
2: Yes, sir. And it says, let the deacons be the husbands of one wife ruling their children and their own houses well
1: okay good and so the question is how can i serve as one of these when i don't rule my house all right that that is a good question um i would uh, first of all this sounds like a uh a question uh, a discussion that the person need needs to have personally with his pastor mm. um if uh the you know if you're If you're wondering whether or not you're qualified to be a deacon, you really should sit down with your pastor and go over some of these things. Um, But it is true that in the scriptures, um, if a person is going to be a leader in the church, it should be exemplified in the home. Hmm. You know, being a Christian in public is one thing, but being a Christian at home... home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that's uh that that's a whole you know that's the deep stuff right there that's the mm. real deal right yes sir I mean, if uh if you can be a christian in the home then you can be a christian anywhere mm. but what is it what does it look like when there's when a person's a christian in church but not at home with mom and kids and stuff like that i yeah.
2: forget what the name yeah is.
1: <laughs> isn't it called hypocrisy You're There, that, that's the word <laughs> yes, right sir. yeah so it's called yeah and um So it it is best to get things right at home, Mm. Uh, whether it be a deacon or deaconess, um, elder or a pastor. um, It's very important to uh, to to show that you are not just putting on a show for the people there at church and you're not just uh, flexing your authority uh, to other, uh, you know, you should exemplify that you can be a Christian to the church that matters the most, and that's the home church. Mm. And if you can be a uh, if you can be a Christian leader there with your own in your own marriage and in your own uh, above your own children, uh, teaching them the way of the Lord, then you know how to um, to bring bring that very same leadership to a larger family, and that would be the family of God. But uh, if you, if uh, I I wouldn't be too hard on yourself, there's no such thing as a, is there any such thing as a perfect parent? You know, no. I think, I think every parent, uh, you know, goofs and, and makes mistakes when raising kids and, and uh, by the way, you know, Sa- uh, Samson, you remember Samson and yes. how, you know, all, all that trouble he got into with, uh, <laughs> with different, with, with uh, the Philistines, marrying a Philistine wife, getting into trouble with Delilah. The thing is that he had pretty good parents and yet he kept messing Mm -hmm. up and so even good parents have uh children who make their own decisions and do not follow what uh their parents uh taught them and so don't be too hard on yourself if your if your kids are misbehaving uh well i don't know what single child that doesn't (laughs) and so but what this is is that uh you should it should be seen that you are a christian over your over your uh your home household Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much for whoever uh, called that in. The, it's an anonymous caller. And uh, these are good questions, Sean. Hard ones, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad for those. I'm glad that the challenging questions come because I'm glad that the Word of God is, is up to the task. Mm. Okay, uh, Sean, maybe you can help me by giving those phone numbers out in case there's somebody out there who would like to call.
2: Right. Um, call, if you're calling from Guam, you can call 472-1111. From Saipan, C- Stinian and Rhoda, it's 323-1113. You can also text us your questions through WhatsApp, 671-686-9999. Or you can email your questions through our email. It's, just search Bible at joyfmradio.net. And then if you want to watch our live stream and uh, ask your question through the comments, you can search f- or type in facebook.com, then forward slash joyfmradio to find our Facebook page. And then we should be streaming right now if you're just searching the sub right
1: now. Wonderful, wonderful. So we certainly encourage you to get on your phone right now and call. If you're driving, please pull over first. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to cause any accidents. Okay, so uh, let, us, um, let us now go to some of our email questions. And I think we have a few of those. So yes. wh- what do we have?
2: Um, I've never thought of this one, but if a person was cloned, would my clone go to heaven if I was going to heaven?
1: Oh, that is a good question, <laughs> an interesting one. Uh, first of all, um, there is no cloning of humans right now. Uh, they're mm. they're doing stem cell uh, research where they're able to grow cells uh, for hair. for oh uh, well, not for hair oh. <laughs> <laughs> to grow stem cells for uh, neuro neuro uh, surgery and things like oh. that. If a person's paralyzed, maybe they can help replace some mm. of the cells so that they can get someone's legs moving again. But fully cloning a human, uh, scientists are staying away from that, uh, largely because of ethical reasons, you know. Mm. Uh, there are a lot of people who just don't feel comfortable with scientists playing God that way. Mm. And uh, that's, a, that's a separate issue. But let's just say, for the sake of fantasy and make-believe, <laughs> uh, that's a human clone finally did come out, you know. And this baby grows up, and it was a fully, it's a, it's a DNA replica of, of me. You know what I, I read once. <laughs> this is really funny. I read once that uh, there are at least seven other people in the world uh, during during the time of your life. There are at le- there are at least seven other people who look like you, lookalikes. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, really? And so they look they look like me. I don't know if they're they're my height. I don't know if they're uh, <laughs> if uh, they have my voice. Um, but facially, sci- uh, biologically and scientifically speaking, the odds are that, that you have a very good lookalike is uh, there's seven other people like that. Now, uh-huh. <laughs> and so that's pretty neat. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, what's interesting also is that twins, they have, I'm talking about identical twins, mm. they have the same DNA as each other. Mm. And so if uh, if I took a drop of blood from each, put them under the microscope, they are identical. Now, that's not cloning. Mm. That's uh, that's just that's just the way the uh, the, the embryos develop. And DNA, uh, uh, biologically wise, they are indistingu- indistinguishable. But they are two separate, different individuals, people, two mm. different people that God loves dearly. And so all that it takes for God to love a person is that that person is unique, not because of their DNA, but that person is unique because, you know, well, because God looks upon them and he says, I gave my life for this sinner. Mm -hmm. And any clone, and and once more, this this is science fiction, but if a clone ever did exist, that clone is a sinner. And uh, because it was cloned from a sinner, just mm. like two two twins are both sinners, and so and God loves every sinner, and uh, if every sinner has a chance of redemption uh, and salvation, and every every sinner has uh, a plan in God's in God's eyes. Um, but you say, "Well, this is a clone. So is it even human?" You know what I'm gonna say? Let's let God judge. Hmm. Let's let God be the judge. I don't want to say if you're a clone. You know, uh, you know, you're not even a person. I'm gonna let God judge because I just don't. I don't have His wisdom. I don't have His wisdom, and I'm <laughs> glad that a people's salvation is not up to me. I'm I'm so glad that it's all up to God. Uh, but there's no Bible answer to this because. <laughs> there was no cloning in the Bible. And quite frankly, I don't think there's going to be any cloning. Once mm-hmm. more, sci- sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> so, but if you want to ask that question, I can bring you my thoughts. Okay. All right. Do we, do we have an, any other question there, Sean?
2: Yes. Uh, the next one is, who are we in God the
1: Father's eyes? Or who are we in God the Father's eyes? You know, You know why I like that question? is because um, the, the whole concept of father means you are a son or a daughter. Hmm. So you kind of answered your own question. <laughs> <laughs> for the for the late, I believe it was the lady, a lady who sent that in through hmm. email. You kind of answered your own question. Who are we in the father's eyes? Well, if he's a father, then that means he looks upon you as yours, as his son and his daughter. Mm. And that is a wonderful thing. Uh, you know, um, Jesus said, um, how, how many of you, if your son asks you for a fish, would you give him a stone? Uh, if you being good gifts know how to give good, I'm sorry, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much will your heavenly father give to those who ask him? And so in God's eyes, you are his child. And for every person who's a parent, you know just how dearly you love your children. And boy, there are a lot of stories out there about uh, mothers and fathers who will be willing to give their lives for their For their sons and daughters Mm. and i don't believe our heavenly father is any different and uh, jesus shows us that when he gave his own life he says hey you've you've seen me you've seen the father and that is amazing love that is amazing love that is uh, beyond our understanding but so important to understand okay so that's a good question i'm so glad that uh that dear sister sent in that question. Mm. Well, it looks like we have about six minutes left before we have to go on our break. And I think that the people out there who are listening can take the time to uh, to bring in their Bible question. Uh, 472-1111. Pick up your phone right now. Do it. Sean's waiting. I'm waiting. And <laughs> and uh, we want to hear you uh, your question. 472-1111. That's if you're calling from Guam. Saipan, Tinian, and Rhoda. Uh, those islands can dial 323 323 1113. And uh, you can go to facebook.com forward slash joyfm radio. And that is a, that's a very good avenue to not only hear the radio program, but also to watch it because it is live streamed on video. And you can go to the comments section there and you can leave your question uh, uh, there on the comments section. Okay, so before we go to our break. Uh, maybe we do have another uh, email question.
2: Yes, um, one more is: Why does the living
1: keep speaking to a dead spirit? Why do the living speak to dead spirits? Why do they do it? Hmm. You know, I'm going to because I, yeah, I didn't I didn't grow up knowing the Bible, mm. and I did that. I would pray to people who were dead, and I would hope. Uh, that, uh, someone from the dead, one of my loved ones would actually try to make contact with me because I miss them. You know, mm. uh, I had a wonderful, uh, grandma and, uh, I had a couple of aunties who loved me so much. And, um, before I knew the Bible about uh, what happens when a person dies, when a person dies, you know, the Bible uh, says that they are sleeping until the second coming of Jesus Christ. This is very clear in the book of 1 Corinthians 15, uh, where 1 Corinthians 15, the apostle Paul says, for we shall not all sleep, but when Jesus comes, we will awake to immortality. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, but why do people do it? Um, First of all, I would like to point out that it is forbidden. In the book of uh, Isaiah chapter, you know, I believe we should go there. Let's go to the book of Isaiah chapter 8, verse 19. And it tells us that we, this is not only uh, cautioned, but warned against. So the book of Isaiah, chapter 8, and reading verse 19, could you read that for us?
2: Yes, and it says, When they shall say unto you, Seek unto them that have familiar spirits, and unto wizards that peep and that mutter, should not a people seek unto their God for the living to be
1: to the dead? Okay, so wizards and witches. And necromancers, people who claim to talk to the dead. Um, Isaiah is saying, shouldn't you go to God instead? Mm. You know, because he has all the answers. Uh, Should you seek the living on behalf of the dead? He says, no, go to God instead of witches and wizards. And so that is very, um, how do you say, uh, that is very clear. And there are many uh, places, especially in uh, the books of Moses, where God forbids that we try to communicate with the dead. Mm. Um, It forbids uh, consulting witches or people who are mediums, and that's what you just read there in Isaiah. Mm. And I think it's because God knows that when a person dies, there is always someone who is left behind that is grieving, grieving with a very, very heavy and sorrowful heart. And it is at those emotionally charged times that the devil loves to jump on the opportunity to deceive. And personally, this is what I I always think. Whenever I think about this, Sean, I always think this is probably the lowest thing that the devil can do is that he is willing to impersonate a dead loved one to deceive somebody who's obviously in pain and in sorrow. And I'm like, that's low. I mean, how? What would you think of me if I did that? If uh, if you know, I'm try. If I uh, disguise myself as a, as a dead loved one and appear to an old lady to con her and to trick her, what what would you think of me if I did that?
2: That's morally <laughs> improper. <inappropriate>. That's terrible.
1: <laughs> you would say. You would look at me and say, Pastor Lewis, that that's not is, my pastor. That, <laughs> that's not my pastor. That is low. And I agree. Mm. That's a very very terrible thing to do to a person who's grieving. But the devil doesn't care what's low, and he, he's you know mm. he can't sink any lower or probably can. but uh, the, the point is is that the reason why people want to speak to the dead is because of their grief. Mm. however, however, even through our grief, we need to acknowledge the truth. and the truth is is that they are not um, contactable. We are not able to contact the dead because they are in an unconscious sleep, but we will be able to speak to them when they live again and that's the good news yes sir is that we can speak to them when they receive their resurrection when uh when jesus shall bring them back to life and that's far better than going to a wizard that's far better than uh than uh trying to contact the dead you will be able to speak to them at the resurrection all right now as you can listen as you can hear the music we're going to be taking a break we're not done. We're just going to take a few minutes. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll be right here and we'll be back. I don't say thank you enough. It's not that I'm not grateful. I just kind of take everything for granted at this stage of my life. What are you gonna do? I'm a kid. But when I'm in the car, when I'm at home, I do listen. And I'm learning stuff. Every time you turn on the radio. Okay, almost every time. Face it, a juice box can distract me. Sometimes I sing, la, 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 sometimes la, la, I just listen. So whoever made it possible for my family to
2: be encouraged? Thank you, you're the best. Families are finding just what they need, when they need it, right here. Your kids may never say thank you, but they're listening. And the encouragement you find is the same encouragement they find. I feel encouraged. How about you? Every financial gift means more families and new generations can access the best news they will ever hear.
0: Jesus loves
2: me. That is good news.
0: Joy FM. Welcome back to the second half of Straight from the Bible. You can call us right now with your questions at 472-1111 or in the CNMI at 323-1113. You can email your questions anytime to bible at joyfmradio.net. Submit your questions online to joyfmradio.net or message us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio.
1: Join us now for Straight from the Bible. And we have returned to our program. We're so glad that you are still tuned in. And we know that you want to ask your Bible questions. So go ahead and pick up your phones and dial these numbers. 472-1111. 472-1111. And Cypantinian and Rhoda of the CNMI, please dial 323-1113. 323-1113. Okay, go to facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio, and we'll be so glad to have you drop your uh, question there in the comments section of our live stream. And so please uh, feel free to visit us or call us uh, through any of these avenues. Okay, now, Sean, I believe that uh, soon uh, we're going to have a phone call coming. Actually, it looks like uh, we do have um, a question from Facebook. Uh, so let's take a look at uh, that, um, that question there.
2: I'm uh, sorry, I'm uh, just logging in now. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's okay. Uh, it, it says here that uh, the question is, uh, some of us already know the Bible, and we want guidance and directions. Okay, well, that's um, I'm so glad that, uh, that uh, there are people out there who know their Bibles. Well, praise the Lord. Um let me uh, you know Sean. Yes sir. Um as a pastor I am expected to study my bible and know it fairly well so that I can teach it to other people. Mm. And I've read it through about 4 times already uh from Genesis to Revelation and I'm actually doing it again uh, right now I'm starting all over I'm in the book of numbers. Um do you think there's still things for me to learn from the scriptures no matter how many times I read it? Yes, absolutely. I believe so. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So although I can say that I'm, I'm quite familiar with scriptures, I wouldn't be on this program if I wasn't, and mm. I'm glad for what I do know, but I think it would be the height of arrogance and foolishness mm. for me to say, I already know the Bible, as if okay. I as if I already know uh, a phone number. <laughs> um, the Bible is so deep that you can... Read and meditate and study, and there are people who still have you know they they do their Ph.D.s, bending those awesome minds of theirs to study out a certain passage and bring out the uh, 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 more meaning and more understanding. Because the, the the Bible is like that. It's unlike any other book. It is so deep. You can always learn more. And this is something that I love because every time I read it, something new comes out. I'm like, man, I thought I read this verse before, mm. and now now I'm seeing it uh, uh, in in a, in a newer light, uh, a fresher way of understanding. And so, while I'm so glad that there are people out there who are very familiar with their Bibles, I I would counsel you to to think again if you. If you feel like you already know the Bible and there's nothing more for for you in studying, now if you want uh, if you want guidance and directions, it really is uh, nice to come together with other Christians. Um, that's one of the reasons why we have this program, is because when you when a person has a Bible question. It's nice to have a pastor or someone who's very well versed with the scriptures, and I do this myself. If I have, if I have questions about the scriptures, I like going to people that I think uh, have a good understanding of the Bible, mm. and I I pass ideas between the two uh, between uh, me and my uh, Christian friends, and when we seek direction, the Bible says in a multitude of counselors there is safety, mm. and that's an important thing. Is that uh, we don't have all the answers. No one person has all the answers to everything. It's important to seek godly counsel. Um, go to the Bible first and seek out those Bible principles that will help you make your decision, whether it's a financial decision, whether it's a health decision, whether it's, whether it's a spiritual decision or a marriage decision. Whatever decision you're trying to make, seek out those verses that will that give you the right principles to make a decision. Bring it to somebody else, whether it be a minister that you trust or another Christian brother or sister that you uh, see is very uh, spiritually mature and wise. Uh, it's it's appropriate to ask uh, for advice from these people. And so that's that is the that is the very, very um, uh, that's a very sim- the simplest way I can put uh, seeking, uh, seeking guidance and directions. Okay, now it looks like we have another question that's come to us through the phones.
2: Yes, it is. It says, "What is the spiritual cause of diabetes and high blood pressure?"
1: Okay, this these are physical physical lifestyle diseases. That <laughs> these are physical lifestyle diseases, and a person's asking, "Is there a spiritual cause?" Hmm. You know, I actually am very very glad somebody asked that um, here on the island of Guam. Diabetes and high blood pressure are rampant. It's very hard to find a person who is not struggling with it himself or herself, or they have somebody closely related to them Mm. here on Guam who is struggling with it. Is there a spiritual cause? Well, if you go to the Bible, and the scriptures does give health principles. There's just too many for me to, to deal with right now. But if we take a look at how the Bible shows the benefits of eating a healthful diet, a plant-based diet, uh, from the Garden of Eden, God said, you know, you can eat of all the fruit of the trees, and that would include all the fruit that has seed, like, seeds like, uh, like nuts and grains and legumes and fruit. And then after the fall, he gave them the herb of the field. Those are the vegetables mm-hmm. like the celery, the, the sweet potatoes, the okra. Oh, who loves okra? (laughs) And so, and and then, when in an emergency situation where there was no fruits, there was no vegetable, he did give them permission as as an a uh, how do you call it as a uh, emergency uh, provision to eat clean animals, and you find out what those clean animals are in Leviticus eleven, and so the the spiritual cause for diabetes. And the spiritual cause for high blood pressure would be that these are lifestyle diseases. And if we follow God's uh, plan for our health, it blesses us physically and it also blesses us spiritually. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go on record and say that um, the health principles in the scriptures has changed my life. And I'm very, very glad for it. Mm -hmm. And it's changed me not just physically, but spiritually as well. Now, it looks like we have a caller and uh, this is Edward John. Shall we speak to him, Sean? Yes, sir. Okay, let's talk to Edward. Hello, welcome to Straight from the Bible, Edward. You're on the air now. Hello.
0: Hi. Hi. How are you today?
1: I'm doing very well. Thank you for calling.
0: And I'm um, thank you. I was uh, listening to your show. and enjoyed, enjoyed
1: listening. Oh, glad um, you, you're glad you're enjoying it. Uh, do you have a question for us, sir?
0: Yes, my question is: Is uh, what does the seventh day Adventist or the Bible have to say about? Getting the uh, immune, immunized for this COVID mm. or literally uh, taking a shot into the arm. Um, um, is that is that um, something that we should be cautious of? Okay. Or should we? Can I hang up and...
1: Oh, well, okay. There? if you would like to take it off the air, that's fine. But, Edward, yeah. thank you very much for calling in. This is a question that I think everybody is struggling with right now. It's very relevant. Thank you very much for your call. Thank
2: you. Thank you. Thank
0: you. So I haven't got the shot yet, so I'm debating.
1: I understand. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, thank Thanks you very so much. For spiritual the... guidance. Yeah.
0: yeah thank wonderful.
1: You. Okay. All right. So, when we're talking about being vaccinated, first of all, um, you know. There are a lot of people who are apprehensive because, as far as viruses go, the coronavirus, uh, COVID-19, is actually relatively young. Mm. Um, when we're talking about measles, when we're talking about uh, uh, s- scarlet fever, when we're talking about all the other, th- those are decades old. Uh, here we have the the this uh, COVID, and it's barely two years uh, mm. in existence. And so, but it has everybody very worried, very concerned, and scientists and doctors are working to do their best to provide some sort of treatment so that we could um, minimize those who are affected and especially minimize those who are uh, dying from it. And protecting people from it is just a high priority in many places and many governments in the world. Now, he asked what does Seventh-day Adventists uh, um, teach about this. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say, Edward, right here uh, on this show, I'm not here to simply say what churches say. Mm-hmm. I want to I wanna say what Bibles say. And uh, the Bible has a lot uh, to say about health and medicine. And uh, natural healing is definitely the best way to go, uh, keeping your immune system strong through a good diet and uh, plenty of uh, food that has antioxidants, those would be your berries and, and uh, legumes. And uh, getting plenty of exercise and adequate sunlight and adequate sleep. These are all Bible principles that strengthen your immune system that, uh, well, it, it's uh, just very, very um, wise to keep your body healthy so that you are less likely to be affected. Um, then we talk about some of the measures that we've been taking as a society, and that is about quarantine. And the Bible does say stuff about about uh, putting people who are infected away from the camp of the people. Uh, lepers, for instance, it was a contagious disease, and God says when a person has the uncleanness of a lep- of leprosy, remove him from the camp, and you wait until he is cleansed, if he ever does get cleansed.
2: Hmm.
1: Now, because the Bible is is uh, was written before the time of of actual vaccinations. Uh, we the Bible does mention different kinds of medicines, like in the Book of Revelation it mentions eye salve, in uh, the Book of uh, I believe it's Second Kings it talks about poultices, but um, vaccinations. Let's just uh, face it, that was a newer invention by Louis Pasteur, and that came later when he was uh, combating rabies and doing his uh, his research into viruses, then. And so, because the Bible uh, doesn't dir- directly talk about vaccinations, uh, we can look at principles. And the principle here is uh, the saving of a life the saving of a life and protecting yourself from, from disease. Th- that's the Bible principle. And so, if I know that there's a lot of people, and, and quite frankly, I, I don't have all the updated. Uh, current information on vaccines and that's that's the reason why a lot of people are apprehensive once more because the the virus is relatively young and vaccinations are you know it's question the, the, there are some question marks. I'm not here to solve the solve the answer because I don't have it. but what I what I would like to suggest is that um, if it is a life-saving thing, uh, then we need to seriously consider it because God is about saving life. Um, if it is a vaccine, and this has happened in in uh, in medical history, if it is a vaccine that is worse than the cure, then you need to also take that into consideration. Talk to your doctor. Talk to your doctor. Get all the information. Please don't go to Dr. Google. <laughs> Dr. Google, um, unfortunately, there are a lot of people... I, No matter how much research I do on Google, I am not going to have all the education that a medical doctor has mm. or a nutritionist. So instead of going to Dr. Google, go to a physician that you actually trust and, and ask. Uh, ask all the questions you have. Ask all the things that are causing doubts in your mind. And um, if uh, so, yeah, those are the principles that I would like to give. Okay. So. Uh, thank you very much. Um, Edward, Edward, was it? Yes, yes, thank you very much for your call. Okay, let's uh take take a look at another question that has come to us. Um,
2: we have another one from a caller. Okay, regarding alcohol, does the Bible say we can drink
1: just a little? Good question. Drinking alcohol now, there if we go to the book of Proverbs, um. If we go to the book of Proverbs, and I believe we find it in chapter 23, verse 31. Uh, Proverbs twenty-three, thirty-one tells us what to do regarding alcohol. Could you read that for us?
2: Yes, sir. And it says, look not unto, look not thou upon the wine when it is red, when it giveth his color in the cup,
1: when it moveth itself aright. Now, it goes on further to say what alcohol does. Makes you see things, makes you speak things that you shouldn't (laughs) be saying uh but i i I like this verse where it says don't even look at it Mm. isn't that interesting so if i'm not uh, if the bible says don't even look at it (laughs) how much wine is too much looking at it (laughs) (laughs) even a little even uh, even a little bit of alcohol we really shouldn't how much poison do you want how much poison just, do you want to drink? Just a little. No, just a little? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. I mean, how much how much poison do I want to put in my mm. glass of water? You yes, see. Nothing. <laughs> I don't want anything. And I do look at alcohol as a poison because it does affect your brain, and your mind, and your thinking in not positive ways. It doesn't make you smarter. It <laughs> takes away your intelligence. So anything, if I gave you something that made you dumber, <laughs> uh, how how much of that do you want in your system? You don't want any Nothing. of it. And so people say, you know, how about just a little bit of alcohol? Well, they tried to do that with Jesus on the cross. They were going to give him mm. um, wine mixed with vinegar and gall. And basically the wine, the alcohol, it was kind of like a merciful thing. They were trying to give it to Jesus for anesthesia, uh, mm. to, to help with the pain. It was a little the The only mercy that they had for people on crosses to give them a little bit of booze to drink so that their mind can be numb. You know what, Jesus? when he tasted it, you know what he did? He refused it. Mm. I imagine up there on the cross he kept he kept just spitting, spitting. He refused that wine even just a little, and that was for medicinal purposes, and yet Jesus spat it out. He did mm. not want his mind cloudy or befuddled he needed all brain cells firing so that he can strongly resist any temptation satan was going to bring upon him and so if uh, the bible says don't even look at the wine and um jesus refuse even a little bit of wine and so i think it's very safe to follow jesus example what do you think
2: yes sir <laughs>
1: <laughs> absolutely so very good question thank you very much for calling and by the way uh I like juice better than wine and alcohol. Anyways, I mean (laughs) grape juice, apple juice, orange juice, sour soft juice. Oh, there's so many much better things to do. And best of all, water. Hey, I love water. And uh, all of those, all of the good things that God has given us far outweigh the things that the devil's trying to uh, ruin our minds with. Mm. Okay, all right, Sean. We have about. Nine minutes left. Oh no! And I would love it if somebody, if somebody else, could call just like our brother Edward. And uh, why don't, why don't somebody pick up the phone? Dial right now 472-1111. eleven eleven. Nine minutes. You have time for a question. Four seven two one 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 three two three eleven thirteen for the CNMI. Three two three one 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 three. Until then, we do have another question, I believe.
2: Yes, um, a question from Facebook. How can a person who calls them a Christian say they believe in the Bible? studies the Bible, but yet is a boastful person? Is it their ego? Okay, good question.
1: Is it their ego? A person who calls himself a Christian, they believe the Bible, they study the Bible, yet they're boastful. Mm. perhaps they should read those verses about boasting (laughs) there's a (laughs) lot of verses. there's quite a few you know what i think i'll do a quick search right now because maybe there are verses that they're not reading Mm. first of all jesus he says in the book of matthew chapter 11 i am he says i am meek and lowly in heart i wonder if uh, boastful christians are reading that um uh And uh, Moses, it says he was the meekest man on earth back when in Moses' day. He was so humble and so meek. Um, But when we see Christians who are being boastful and they say they read the Bible, we need to understand who is the most proud being in the universe right now. Right now? Yeah. I think Lucifer. Yeah, that would be Lucifer. That would be Satan. And does he know the Bible very well? Yes. Yes, he does. He knows the scriptures. He quoted the scriptures uh, no less than three times. Uh, to Jesus in, uh, in the wilderness. So G- Satan, very, very proud, yet he knows the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so knowledge of the Scripture is not the same as letting the Scripture change you. Uh, people who refuse to let the Scripture change them, I guarantee you, there are some verses that they're not reading. And so people who really do believe the Bible and read the Bible, it changes their life. It does make them more and more like Jesus. And, um, I am looking at all of, I typed in the name, the word boast, and there's about 37, at least 37 times in this, in the King James Version, where it talks about boasting and it's never good. (laughs) Uh, it's, yeah, I'm looking at all of it. Uh, Romans 130, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud boasters, inventors of evil things, and on and on and on. It's, it's rarely pictured in a good light. Um the probably the only time is when the apostle paul he says uh that he the only thing he boasted about was in the cross of Jesus. that was the only thing that he could say was good about his life was Jesus Christ on the cross, mm. and I think we can boast about that. Jesus loves me, God loves me, Jesus saves me. I can boast about that <laughs> that's mm. uh, that's pretty much uh the the one good thing that we can always lift up and say I'm happy about that about myself that Jesus has saved me. Okay? So, that's a good question. I uh is it their ego? Unfortunately, yes. Uh, <laughs> let's let's uh turn our egos over to God and uh um instead of having our, an ego, we can we can we can go <laughs> to Jesus. All right. Now I think that we did have a question from our email. Yes, um yeah. A question from Amani Amani okay
2: and it says if God knows everything why doesn't he save us
1: oh okay now Amani is a regular caller and I really appreciate it when she calls Hmm. and leaves a question if God knows everything I'm gonna start with that does he does he know everything well the scripture says that uh, his ways are past finding out Uh, nothing is hid from him he sees everything and he knows everything This is what makes God, God. He knows every single thing. And so the first part of that question, if God knows everything, the answer is yes, he does. But then the second part of the question, why doesn't he save us? Mm. In other words, will there be people who are not saved and will be lost and finally not be in the kingdom of heaven? Yes. But if God knows everything, why does he let that happen? Well, there's one thing that God knows better than we do. And he knows that the best way to get us to heaven is to help us choose of our own free will. Choose from our, our own free will of our, make our own decision and that we choose to love God and choose him. Um, the, the, uh, the patriarch Joshua, he says, if, um, um, uh, he says um, choose you this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Um, God respects our choice so much that he gave his own son on the cross to show his love, to get us to choose him. If God was just going to force us, he wouldn't have needed the cross. He would just he would just like point his lightning bolts at us and say, get into heaven right now. Please. And so, but instead of uh lightning bolts pointed at us, he pointed it at, at himself uh, when the lightning and thunder crashed around Calvary, he showed that uh, that he loves us more than he loved his own seat in heaven. Mm. And so, the the cross is there to show just how much he loves us and how much he respects our choice, uh, because he's trying to win our hearts. Yes, he does know everything, and the one thing he knows very, very, very well is that um, if we if he forces us into the kingdom of heaven that's um that's just not uh that's just not beneficial to us that doesn't mm. help anybody if uh he, heaven is a home not a prison uh heaven is a home not a prison heaven is not a place that uh god just wants to um put bars around you and and say you have no freedom here you just do what i say instead he says i want you to choose my way I want you to choose my home. I want you to choose me, God says to you and to me today. And he says, if you choose me, I guarantee you'll be happy. And that's better, don't you think? I think yes, that's better know. than just uh, just uh, saying, hey, I know everything, so don't question me. Just get in. Please <laughs> no. stay, just stay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. So, Amani, thank you very much for your question. And uh, uh, I believe that Jesus wants you to choose him today, and he wants me to do the same. As you can hear from the music, unfortunately, we've run out of time. But we're very glad that you tuned in to the program today. And for those of you who called or emailed their, your question in, thank you very much for doing so. And we would like to invite you to another time of Straight from the Bible next Monday. This is Pastor Louis Moffnus. And this is Sean Ronion. Saying goodnight.
0: Thank you for joining us for another edition of Straight from the Bible. If you missed out on your question and would like to have it aired next time, you can also email us anytime to Bible at joyfmradio.net. Submit them online at joyfmradio.net or message us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. Join us again next time for another edition of Straight from the Bible. Until then, may God bless you as you study His Holy Word, the Bible.